Yo, what's up, everybody? We back, man. This is it, man. This is R2C2, the, the relaunch. I think, is that what we should call it? Yeah. The relaunch. I like that. I like it, too, because we have a brand new platform. Yes. We, Uninterrupted. That's right. The fine folks at Uninterrupted, uh, which I know you and I are so excited about, man. Yeah. I think it's going to be a cool uh, platform, I think. I'm excited for the guests that we have to come. I'm excited just to get back in the in the in the booth. And, and, is this the booth or the yeah, studio or the, what? Like it's a, it's the studio. I think you would okay. say. I don't like, want to sound like a rapper. Be like, uh, get back in the booth. Yeah, you get know back. What I'm well, like, you just did. So no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's but and what's interesting is like as part of the relaunch, you and I both thought like, oh, maybe we'll go to like wearing headphones now. And I think um, we both have taken them off yeah, within that shit 30, seconds. thirty seconds. Yeah, that's, it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. Headphones are gone, man. Reminds me of my radio days. Nothing like, formal yeah, in here, bro. Yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> Informal at all, man. No, we're so excited about this being on a new platform. I think our uh, audience is going to like also like some of the video components that for will sure. come along with this too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're already doing always on for uninterrupted. Yeah, I said I need to step my outfit game up, man. If we're going to be in here like getting getting pictures and video and shit, I can't keep wearing right. the same Jordan, Jordan sweatshirt. <laughs> By the way, I'm super excited that I'm going to be in your favorite road city with you soon. Yeah, which is Kansas City. Yes. Which always like throws people for a loop because they're like, Kansas City Kansas is the favorite road city? Food. That's it. It's all about food. So we will- The ballpark too. The ballpark is beautiful. It looks gorgeous. It's unbelievable. Like I'm excited to call games. Yeah. There. And it's got the water fountain. Like it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be nice. Yeah. And and we'll go- uh, We'll go to Gates. We'll, 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 we'll go to Peachtree. Okay. Nice, sure. man. We'll do a nice little like, uh, now do I have to- like, do I have to wear like sweatpants in order to consume I think the food you may, properly? I, you may need a bigger suit. Yeah. Like, you're not gonna be able. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're gonna my, be my in the booth. Euro cut. Yeah, not a Euro cut. Sh- not, not not in Kansas City. Oh, bring you. the big boxy suit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bring bring like the stuff from when I was in college. It was funny. Like, occasionally you see someone on TV, right, who still rocks the like big boxy suit. You know who does? Uh, who was an assistant coach in the NBA, but Tim Hardaway. He still he wears like the, the big boxy <laughs> boxy suits, man. 18 buttons and that's shit to Steve Harvey. Man. That's it, man. <laughs> so hey, you um you kind of like you broke some news recently that like if the Yankees are gonna win the World Series, are you gonna retire? Is that is that the official news that's I don't out know there? if that's news. I mean, the the news is is that we win the World Series, it's gonna be really hard for me to get up on a fucking random Tuesday in January and go work out. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to be still excited about the parade and shit. So I know myself, and I know that if we win, it's going to be really hard for me to get motivated. So, But you're excited about possibly playing in London. I'm ex- that's, this is why it's fucked up. Yeah. So I may just be working out in January just to go to London. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> that's it. So that's talking about motivation. I got to get a contract. Cash has got to sign me. We got to, we got to, there's a lot of shit that's got to happen. No, there is. Yeah. Happens. No, you, and, and I think like you, you've always kind of said you're not going to, necessarily like announce it way in advance like because no nah, right? i'm like a, i'm just so like i'll just i'm just gonna wake up one day and be like i'm done okay you know what i mean it's not gonna be like i mean you gotta be a really good player to have like a fair world tour you're and, a really good player though get so. all the gifts and all that like that's not it's not in my future so i know you know you gotta stay in your lane yeah so my lane is just one day i'm gonna wake up and be like hey i'm done and that's it <laughs> so that's are it. you are you going through this year though thinking about like this could be my last absolutely trip here, not this, man not? I'm, okay. I'm going through this year like i'm having so much fun enjoying being with these guys and being on a really good team again and and just watching these young players come up and turn into superstars so like i'm i don't know I, like it's weird because i'm conflicted because i know that i'm at the end 
But I'm having so much fun that I don't want it to be the end right now. You yeah. Know? Well, so we'll see. So what you're doing is you're adhering to all great, you know, uh, self-help philosophers, and you're living in the present. I'm just right here. Yeah, that's One it. One day man. at a time, bro. Be where your feet are. <laughs> that, you know what? That's all you can do, it honestly. Is. And like, our team is so good that you can't. We can't get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We have to stay one day, take it one day at a time and be present at one day because we can win every game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if we're in it and we're there and we're present, we can win every fucking game. It's crazy so how good this team is. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. The uh, I, I'm wondering, like, you – I mean, I'm watching this team, right? And I'm about to start broadcasting a bunch of your games, and, I, and I'm watching, you know, obviously as a fan and, and keeping up anyway. And I'm like – there just seems to be, in addition to all the talent, like a special element to this team right now. Can it's you a sense good chemistry, that? man. Is it? Yeah. It's a. It's a. I think it's just from what carried carried over from last year, and even from um, 2016. When you know when they started making the trades, and we, you know, they brought up Gary, and it just the clubhouse changed. Yeah. And it's just been going. It's been shifting into. I mean, it wasn't a bad thing. It's just been younger. Yeah. And it's just shifting to where these guys are more comfortable, and you know, Glaber comes up, and he's. Play with guys that he played with in in uh, Scranton, and he's comfortable because he's been in spring training, he's been around me, he's been around these guys. So it's just it's a it's a good clubhouse to be in right now and to come up in and and uh, be a part of. It's just a special group. Yeah, I do. Group. I'm watching Glaber. I'm like, yo, that dude's a stud, man. He's a stud, man. Right? Like, and it's and it's almost like he was like the piece that we were missing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, it's was, weird. Yeah. It's like, not like in a in a in a weird way, but, like, he was just a part of this group. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just he came up right away, and he's just part of the team. And he he's smooth. Like, he has good at-bats. He's had big hits. That walk-off three-run homer was unbelievable. ridiculous. And, 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 you know, not for him in the homer, but I had no idea he could hit a ball into the, to the bullpen. Yeah. In right center. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, that... That took it, you know, to the next level for me. And it was like an 88-mile-an-hour sinker or something, too. Unbelievable. It wasn't man, like I, a 98-mile-an-hour like, fastball where he's generating that juice. You no, know? That, like, was, that was great. It's that was crazy. awesome. The stadium feels like it carried over from the postseason from last year, too. We hope so. Yeah. Because right? that was, that I was mean, ridiculous, we need that, right? yeah. Last oh. night it was rocking, you yeah. know, so uh, hopefully we just keep that going, man. Just the whole vibe right now of everything that's going on we need to just just keep going and you man keep you going like what, what, what you 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 look like you look like just like so comfortable man and locked in do you I, feel that well, way i'm just healthy you yeah know, it's, it's uh it's early you yeah know i know, I mean? I know. Um, but no i mean i'm healthy and and, I, and i'm having fun like i said and i'm i'm enjoying being a part of this team and I just want to see us do good things. I just love when you say things to umpires, and I I know <laughs> what you said, and there are memes of it. Like, uh, don't talk to me. Just call effing strikes. Like that. How many text messages you get after that game, oh, man? Oh, man, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Me, me, C, C and I are on a group chat, and, like, immediately, like, it was so funny. Like, all of Matt Siegel and Matt Nimer who were on the chat with them, like, immediately, I think all three of us sent this, like, meme at the same, at the same exact time. time. <laughs> We're just like, yo, this is fantastic. Oh, have man. you gotten have you gotten to see Avengers yet? I did. I saw it uh Sunday, just this last this last Sunday. It was great movie, right? Oh man. It was good. Dude, it was intense. Like it I don't, was. I don't know, like how, because we're still like you know close to the movie. So uh, you know, if if you haven't, you know, if if you haven't uh, seen Avengers: Infinity War yet, don't uh, listen to the next two minutes. Just yeah. like just like you know. 
Don't 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 like leave the podcast altogether. My gosh. <laughs> I'm like, just skip over just two skip minutes. Two minutes. That's it. Like, how intense was that ending? It was man? crazy, but just the whole it started intense. Like it yeah. started with the the very first scene, like with Thor. So it, it was a uh, Thor's a beast, by the way. Oh, Thor, Thor Sick. crushed it in oh, that. Oh my god, the movies, yeah, it was good. Crushed it in yeah. that. Like, but like all the fighting and all that shit, like two and a half hours and he did like that and it was over. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. No, he's, like he's, he's just sitting peacefully then. <laughs> yeah. Just way too, I was like, Wait, what happened? And um, also, did you stay and see the scene oh, after yeah. the credits? After, yeah. yeah, they made you wait a while this time. Yeah, they see after right? the credits. Amber was like, getting pissed. She yeah. didn't like that. But yeah, <laughs> wait. So Amber went. Mm-hmm. Did the whole the whole family mm-hmm. went? So I the feel whole like- crew went. They they waited. You know, like now, my you know, little C's fourteen, right? Yeah. So he can take Carter to go see any movie, pretty much. So that used to be like my thing. Like they wait for me to come off the road. We go see Avengers. We go see Rampage. Do all the shit. Now they just go on their own. Like they went to see Rampage without me. I was pissed. Oh no! I'm like, you can't do that. No, no, no. Like no. that's not like like that's dad's thing. Like you can't. <laughs> you guys can't go to the movies without me. Like I was really bad about that shit. What movie can they see without you? None. Like, none. If it's a movie that we all want to see, you have to fucking wait. Well, but see, but the tough part about that is like you like every like you want to see everything. They do too. We're so, we're we're no, but so they as have a to, family. Yeah. We like to see you know yeah, pretty right. much. You go whatever's you, coming out. We're going to see it. You go, you're all going to go together. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I get or it. Or the boys, you know, like I'll take yeah. the boys or you know whatever. So I love that though. Now, like, so they're the whole group you've gotten into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's not just you no, and, all, and Carter anymore, it. right? Yeah. And and apparently Avengers too. Event and Harry Potter. And they're all into it now. Well, my oldest daughter just started reading the books. So she's Ooh. into it. Like she's like She's telling me shit where I'm like, I don't even like, I can't, I can't, I don't know that. I didn't read the book. You know what I'm saying? Because like, there's like background in the yeah, book. Yes, other stuff. In the, so she's now, now she's more knowledgeable than me. So now I'm getting quizzed all the time about Harry Potter. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I only watch the movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> So you got to read the books then. I'll probably have to read the books. You know, uh, on um, HBO now, they're all on demand. Like all the movies are oh, like, really? constantly on demand. Yeah, for uh, for Harry Potter, which is like, do you? I brought this up with Judge. I forget if I brought it up with you. Do you have your comfort food movies, like something you you put on to fall asleep to at night or anything um, like that? Nah, I don't have. I mean, I just have movies that I'll watch yeah. every time they're on. Like, I'll watch Goodfellas every time it's on. I'll watch Coming to America every time it's on. I'll watch Life. Like you know, certain yeah. shit I'll watch. That's for me. That's like Gladiator or Godfather. I'll watch Gladiator every yeah. time it's on. Like whenever they're on. But or actually, you know what? Air Force One is one of those movies for me too. Oh, really? Harrison I've never Ford? seen that. Really? I've never You've seen, seen Air everything. Force One. I know. I love your comfort I've as a person seen saying it, that. But though. like, uh, what? They, like you've never seen something because like uh, most people are like, oh yeah, like I started it, but I didn't finish it. It's oh like, no, because me, yeah. you know, like I like if I like to get in depth. Yeah, shit, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, yeah. So like, I, like no, I can't. You're not gonna lie. I can't fake it. No, exactly. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Like it's cool. Yeah. No, you, it's good, man. I think you would like it. It's a He's like, get off it my It came plane. out right around the time, like, face-off type of movie, Yeah, right? it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. All those. Out, I don't think I've but, ever seen it, though. Dude, I will, like, so what I do at night, because I don't like the total darkness, um, I, I will, like, I will put on my iPad, like, with the brightness, like, way down, I'll either put on, like, Star a Star Wars or, like, a Harry Potter. Like, or, and then will you watch it? Or you I, just I just kind of like have it there. I'll maybe start watching it and then turn to the other side and I just like have it in the background. Like so it's the only light that's on is like my so iPad. You're scared a little of the bit. Dark. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified of the dark, man. Unless, it's gotta be pitch black for it, me to go to sleep. It, really? Pitch black. Even I can't if go- you're like alone? 
Oh yeah, it's got especially if I'm alone. Yeah, it's got to be pitch black. See, no, if I if if I have like company to protect me from like the, the monsters, then <laughs> then I'm good. Yeah, then 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 it could be pitch black. Like we can we can make it as dark as you can possibly make it. But like if I'm alone, like yo, no, like I the goblins nah. and ghosts and shit. The like only, I need the something. The only time that I'm scared alone in is like uh in a hotel, like the Fister in, in Milwaukee. Oh hell yeah, it's haunted. Um, it's it's definitely haunted. So yeah. like that place, I won't like. I'll keep lights on and shit. See, but that's why you know, and you probably get a suite, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the key to a hotel like that. Don't so, get a suite. Nah, don't get a you suite. You can't get it because the rooms. You are can't so account big. for the rooms. The yeah, bathroom exactly. is so big it's in that huge, fucking hotel. It's huge. It pisses me off. It, 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 and it, like, yeah, I have to it, leave the lights on in that place because you feel like so. And by the somebody's way, somebody's in there with you exactly. in that fucking place. And the lights are like they're they're all like just dim. Yeah. So like even the lights on. They feels re- creepy. they remodeled that hotel and it's still fucking creepy. Yeah. Have you been to uh, the? Um, Shit, what's it called in Oklahoma City? It's like people like compare it to the Fister. It's uh, the, oh, no, uh I don't think the, I've ever uh, stayed there. Uh, I can't remember. I cannot it's right remember downtown it. though, right? Yeah, ah, it's, I know it's, what you're talking um, about. Oh my gosh! I so but, we we used to stay there for NBA, for the, and now we stopped, and we be, it, like that one felt creepy. the same exact way as the Fister. Now the funny thing is, like the Fister is actually drop dead like gorgeous in the lobby and everything oh, like yeah, it's, it's, nice. it's beautiful um but if you get the and you get the new wing you feel like okay nope you still feel creeped fuck out fuck that place man no man the new wing's great no it's not oh man, man. i had I, the new wing too when it, i first got traded there i had to stay there for a week i didn't sleep for a week bro. oh my gosh man like i was like running <laughs> on fumes like i told everybody you better you gotta find me a house immediately <laughs> because i'm not sleeping in this i can't place, sleep in this no but you actually need to like you need to ask to not have a suite because I think so because, because otherwise the bigger the room the worse you are unaccounted for yep. rooms man yep. that's what I always that's say one, to, that's that's a good that's right? a good one there it's yeah. the same thing as like if I was in like if I lived in a house instead of an apartment alone in New York I would be like yo this is creeping me out there's like seven or eight rooms I have no idea what's going on yo, so you know? when when I go to Tampa every year like you know the house is just down there nobody's yeah. in there so like when we go to play down there. Like I'll get a driver and have to. I'll make the driver wait, and stay, <laughs> and then I'll go through the house screaming, like, "Hey, I'm, I'm here!" Like, let everybody know that I'm here. Whoever the fuck's in the house, I'm here. Like, so get out. So get the fuck so out. Get out or kill me now. Oh like, don't wait gosh. till I'm like laying down comfortable <laughs> and then come stab me. So, like, do whatever you're gonna do now because I'm here. So you're so you're scared of like the actual like axe murderers, like the yeah, humans. Yeah, like I'm scared of like somebody just coming like in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I'm scared of like you scared ghosts. of the dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm in the dark. No, no, one hundred percent. By the way, Skirvin is the hotel. Skirvin is the name of the hotel in, in Oklahoma in, uh, City. Oh, okay, okay. In OKC, yeah. That's the one. I don't think like, I've ever stayed there. Bro, I, same thing. I had a game there, like, and my voice was tired, so I needed my rest. <laughs> you know I need my rest when my voice is tired. I love when your voice is tired, bro. <laughs> and, and I got, How like, How do you know when your voice sleep. is tired? I could tell a few different ways. Um, I could tell, like, from, like, the girth in the sound, like, <laughs> or lack thereof. And I could tell if it's just, like, a little scratchy or whatever, you know, like... I, uh, that's like, you know, that's like a big thing. It's so funny though, man, because you know, like my, I feel like the, it's almost like a trademark for people. Like as they get to know me, the the better they get to know me, if we go into a place and it's super loud, they will be like, you know, oh, uh, Ryan, I don't know if this is going to work for you. Like, you know, like, like as soon as we walk it's in, loud yeah, again. exactly. And I'm like, oh, you really know me now. Like, okay, great. Don't ever expect that from me now. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, that's when our friendship goes to the next level. Is when you start like being like, "Hey, man," but um, you'll see because I'm about to do a bunch of play by play for us. So like, you know, maybe like the same way. I, how you feeling? Like you're gonna start? You're gonna have a good. I'm start? gonna hit you with that one yeah, day. Like, yeah. how you how your voice feeling? Exactly. Though? Yeah, exactly. Make sure it's in like full view of all the other media in the, in the locker room, in the clubhouse. Like, how's your voice feeling? But hey, we are, uh, you know, we've been loving doing R2C2. And we're we're pumped about uh, this new platform for Uninterrupted. Yeah, for sure. This is going to be great. And our first guest is a guy who you and I are both friendly with. Yeah, I've been knowing him for 20 years now, man. Chauncey Billups, who yeah. he's got good stories, man. I'm sure he's got some great stories. I, I, I'm like, I, I'm just excited to get to hear, like, because he's played with everyone. Yeah. You know? like, and he's won a title, and, and he's smart as hell. I'm excited for this. Yes, this is going to be good. So you all get ready for... R2C2 is uninterrupted with Chauncey Billups. We should do the pop a shot with Chauncey at some point. Yeah, man. for real. He, he wanted to challenge me to a pop a shot, man. I'm telling <laughs> you, I'm like, yeah, dog. No, I'm, I'm telling you, this is this is like that's my my hidden talent. That's your thing. Yeah, pop a shot. Pop a shot. Like I, I look at you and I know I see like you know an all star and a champion point guard, and I look at C and I see an incredible athlete. But like I look at both of you and I also see two people who would lose to me at pop a shot. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my game, man. Have you seen the video? Oh, there's the, he's like a, a very uh, diminutive Asian dude who just like he he uses like one Both left arms. hand, right hand, left hand, right hand, oh, left no hand, shit. right hand. No, I haven't. It, that's the only way you can beat me is if you're that guy. I'm. That's I'm just I'm bro, telling you. I'm telling you. Know? you <laughs> I, I'm telling you. I'm kind of that guy. I'm not totally that guy. You go. You go both hands. I I, I don't go both hands. Off the but, glass. But it's like you go no, off the glass. No, because that takes too much time. Like that's the key. You have to. You have to make it without hitting hitting rim. Like you've so been thinking about this, dog. This is all I think about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's, it's that dude was going it, off the glass, though. He, was he? Yeah, the, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was like flicking it off the glass. But he, and he just like he goes left, right, left, right, left, right, right. But like my thing is just like it is the gather, but it's like it's still to one hand, you know. But I, I'm just telling you, you may go down, man. There, <laughs> Yo, there, there's an art to this. Like, I gotta get on my thing because right? you, you, you think you're ready. Yeah, exactly. You're ready, dog. When's the last time you played Papa Show? Oh man, it's been a while, dog. Yeah, it's been a while. What's the where? Where's home? Denver. You now? Denver. Denver. All right. yeah. So how long have you had your house in Denver? I never moved. Like even when I was playing, I would go back in the summertime. Me and the family. Yeah. So what's so. the what's the coolest thing you have in your Denver house? Like what's your what's your favorite toy that you have in your Denver a house? Golf simulator. Ooh, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I, yeah. I like. That's I, I like golf. Yeah. Wait. No, you do you have like different <coughs> different courses in the simulator? Yeah. You can play every course in the simulator, right? Like you I can mean, play like like I think I probably got have on there probably forty or fifty courses. Okay. But you can always change and up, you know, and upgrade and upgrade. Yeah, nah, I, I play, but I'm, I'm actually playing on Thursday. I'm not good though. Like I, I need two boxes of balls and shit. Like I'm oh, out there just yeah. for fun. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, like I played a lot when I was younger, and then I started getting hurt when I was playing. So then uh, I stopped, and then now I'm picking it back up. So you got the fundamentals down there. I, I think I'm. I think so. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I feel like my swing is pretty good. I can hit it straight. 60% of the time, you know what I'm saying? So That's that's good. I feel that's like I'm good. doing all right. I feel like I'm on track. I feel like you probably just 
destroy the ball. Bomb too. that joint, yeah. But, but when I swing hard is when it's all fucked up. Well, that's true. the name of the game, yeah, man. Yeah, when I got to no, stay true. smooth and like, and that's the, yeah. and now that's when I know like I'm I'm starting to really get into it because I'm like really worried about my swing and shit. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like, see, that's so, the thing. Like that, I, I'm where you at, dog. Because every time I try hard and I be I be trying to like hit it as far, it's all bad. Different yeah. fairway. But it's so counterintuitive. At, I mean, just in anything, but especially like. In sports, right? You have to try less or, or, or yes. you can't try as hard if yes. you want the better results. Like, it goes against everything as a as a hooper or even like when I growing up playing football. Like it goes against everything that I was taught. Yeah. You, you taught to like go harder, you know, overpower. Be aggressive. Yeah. 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 Like Dom, like you, you taught and, and, and golf is 100% the opposite. <laughs> right. Golf the is opposite. actually like pitching. Yeah. Really? It's one shot at a time, one pitch at a time. True. You you know, when whenever the, the, the last shot, you got to go on to the next shot. It's just, you know, one thing at a time. It's always self-talk. Like, when I'm out there in the mountain, I'm constantly talking to myself. Like, when you're at the tee box and you're in yep. between shots, you're constantly talking to yourself. Like, you're out there by yourself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? True. Like, it's, it's, it's just like pitching. And you can get in your own head, wow. right? It, oh, like, easily, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, look, we saw it. I mean, pitching and golfers get into their own head. They, like, they, yeah. Oh, like... I. I know what happened for me when I, because I like it, but I don't, I do, I golf like five times a year or something like that. And like, inevitably I'll have a run of like four holes in a row where I'm feeling good. And then I start to think like, (laughs) this feels too good. Something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong. And then all of a sudden it does. And it ends up in the woods over here in the woods (laughs) over here. But like, all because I just all of a sudden got in my own head. Yeah, it's man, that kind that's of game. Crazy. I'm I, just trying to get good enough to be Jeet, man. Jeet and Andrew Jones. That's all I said. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they 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 real nice. They, they, well, they just they talk a lot of shit, but they've been playing. They got a head start on me because they retired a couple years before me. You right, know what I'm right, so, right. You guys, just, you guys have known each other for a while. For a long right? time, yeah. How did you guys meet? We actually the the guy our suit guy has been yeah. the same guy for years. Yep. And actually, I met him through Ellis Burks, uh, mm-hmm. who EB. actually bought me my, my first suit when I was, uh, I think, 19 years old. That's how that's when I met Dre. That's funny, though, because yeah. it's funny the way that the way that 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 Ellis did for you. Like that's what I used to always do for the youngins. Mm-hmm. You know, when they come in, like I call Dre, say, "Got two rookies." You know what I'm saying? I want you to put two suits on them. You know how it yeah, is when you come in. You you 19. I know when I came in, was drafted. I was 20. You don't. I, I'm used to wearing suits. To church as a young kid that didn't fit me, you know what I mean? It's high waters and shit. Like, so it feels good to have finally nice have something clothes. that can fit you. Yeah, for sure. So I will always, you know, get that experience to the youngest too. That's that's funny. Who's the, that's who's funny. your like favorite young player that you ever bought a suit for? Or who who was the most rewarding experience of buying a suit for someone? Uh, I would probably say um, Amir Johnson, who's now playing in Philly. Mm-hmm. I think, but when he came in, he came out of high school. Little kid from LA, from me from Compton, like little, you know, he was six, probably seven, wore nothing but sweats, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, nothing. And he was just, you know, didn't know how to tie a tie. Yeah. Did nothing. No, I mean, literally nothing. And uh, it, it was good. It was good. The, the best thing about it was seeing his mom, like when he put it on, like his mom was there. And his mom was just like, I never seen him in a suit. You know? like, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. So it was, yeah, yeah, it was that was dope. Did you know what the what what the cool part about that is too? Like when you know, like Chauncey when he yeah. do it. So I'm sure Amir does it for a rookie that's yeah. coming in. You know, for Ellis did it for me. I do it for whoever I play with after that. And 
Mm-hmm. And the suit guy gets more clients. Yeah, too, right? like, exactly. <laughs> he stays you know lit. Right. <laughs> Dre's like, yo, these are my two best friends right here. Exactly. Who, who, who have you bought? Who have you bought suits for? That like any, any memorable experiences for you? See um, with any of your teammates where you're like, man, I think uh, Domingo Herman uh, actually. He yeah. was. I think. He, I feel like he was the most appreciative of it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They all get excited, you know, and you know to get you know get fitted and you know all that stuff. But I think Domingo, like, I mean, he was really excited. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and I, that was a couple years ago. Custom clothes is an addiction too, man. Like they it, once oh, you it is. once you get in that world, it's like, and especially like you, Chauncey. You are on camera yeah, all yeah. the time, right? Yeah. Like even I, I'm addicted to it, but like the reality is when you're doing play by play, you're not on camera that much, you mm-hmm. know. But you still got to be fly though. Yeah. You can't be in a fucked up suit. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Although according to you, I and, shouldn't have to wear a suit at the game at all. You can't wear the same shit, right? Oh, no, like no. you got to wear different. You guys always got to be something different. See, like nah, the trick. I wore it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that, that right there is the trick. Cause I'm like, dog, I ain't buying a suit for every. Every so I'm appearance. like, we gotta. I'm telling Dre all the time. Listen, there's there's a couple like staple pieces that you got to jump out, but other than that, they got to be like, I'm changing the, the shirt and tie all the time, not yeah, the suit, not the suit. That's just too expensive. Yeah, dog. that's crazy. Oh, and that, how many suits are in the rotation for you, Chauncey? Like where you're like, I okay, probably, this is like a TV, a big a TV suit for me. I I would say pro, I probably have in my closet probably fifty something. That's suits. a lot. That's yeah. a lot. And fifty something that you feel comfortable wearing on air, because like I don't oh, know, yeah. I got some that I'm like, I can wear this to like my cousin's communion, but I'm not wearing <laughs> yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not wearing yeah. it for like Friday night NBA, you know? <laughs> nah, like they all, they all, they all can go yeah. on air, but you know, you you flip and flop. Do and they pay you off it? I mean, do you get paid for that? Like, is that in hell? No, nah. we so that's should all- though. Right, I wish. Like, yeah. if you motherfuckers want me to wear a suit, give me money to to buy these motherfuckers. Like, that should be, yeah. And, and you know what they'll say? We so are. I it's never called do your that contract, shit, man. That's why I'm always stay right here. <laughs> <laughs> but that C's philosophy is that it's right. crazy that we wear suits. On I air. think it's crazy that y'all wear suits on there. We you, should have a. It should be a stipend, a sponsor. It should be something. Something. It should be definitely be a sponsor. I or agree. Something. Well, if we, I'm sure. If we had like, if if at ESPN, so Chauncey and I obviously both work for NBA on ESPN. If we had some company come in or whoever it was, right? Whether it's like Andre or it's like yeah. I use Joanna Alba a lot, yeah. uh, John Barry's girlfriend uh-huh. who does Alba. Like the if we had them come in like and just provide for everyone, like that'd be dope. That'd yeah. be huge. Like that, and then they just get a little hit like on, yeah. on air or whatever. Like that would be great. Instead, it's like, can I write this off? I don't know. <laughs> I've been trying, tried. I'll be trying that. Try to write them all off. They like, nah, you can't. I'm like, and that's crazy on, that you man. can't write them off. I too. know, like, man. That's like part of the work, right? That's like what y'all do. The rules is crazy. I'm still man. trying to see if I can write off my vocal massages, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to try this, Chauncey. You on air a lot now, man. Oh, like, this is man. like. You want to keep vocal massage, vocal yeah. massages. Dog. That's I right. Never heard of that? No, nobody has except for Cece now because yeah, I talk man, about I it. I heard of it before I, until I met you. <laughs> because this is like this woman. Actually, I'm going after this. No joke. Like vocal massage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really am. Yeah. So this woman, Christine, uh, who's she's fantastic. At it. She works with a lot of Broadway singers and stuff. She literally, like, you, I mean, she's a regular massage therapist too. But she'll spend. You know, of the you know hour and a half or whatever, it's like an hour is just like you know from your you know rib cage to your head, all working accessory muscles, 
that wow. help you help your voice. Yeah, dude, it's crazy how effective it is too. Really? Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't think these pipes just happen, right? That's so like, weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's not normal. It's not. It, it's not normal. You know, one thing I, I was thinking about, see, like watching the playoffs. I mean, Brad Stevens is obviously. I mean, he's. He's a genius. And we're recording this Monday after the Celtics just whooped the Cavs in game one. (laughs) They really did. They just destroyed them. They just destroyed them game one. And uh, and you know, we'll see what happens. Obviously, the rest of the series is releasing on Thursday. But would it would it bother you as a player if your coach was getting all the credit for what was happening as you guys were winning? No, not at all. Not I mean, especially when you're in the playoffs and, you know, everything is just magnified right on that one series or that mm-hmm. one game or whatever. So, I mean, he's going to get more credit. But, no, I wouldn't care. If, not if we winning. No. Exactly. I mean, I mean, not at all. I mean, that's that's part of it. Yeah. I'll be more excited. Like, yeah, he should have got more votes for the, like, coach of the year. We've been telling y'all. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be screaming and shit, too. So, no, yeah. I, I don't think at all. I mean, I think... I think they know that he how good of a coach he is, and I think mm-hmm. they want him to get credit too, for sure. Yeah, and I agree, and I've been there. I've been there. I mean, we won the championship in 04, and it was Larry Brown was our coach. And he hadn't – he's been – you know, obviously he was already a Hall of Fame coach, but he, he hadn't won an NBA championship yet. He won college. He did everything else. And, uh, you know, it was like we were a very good defensive team. We were together. Like everything was, 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 was hitting on the same cylinder, and it was really because of Larry. And so he got a lot of that credit because it was like, you know, we had no stars. Like, boom, it's Larry Brown led, whatever. And, we, man, we loved it. We loved it. First of all, he, he deserved the credit. Um, and he was the reason why we were playing the way we were playing. And we, we were happy to see him finally get his due. So, nah, I don't think that's an issue. Nobody was bothered by that in your Not one person. I don't think to a man, especially in Boston. I don't think not not none of those guys. I think they. I don't think they should be because the guy's amazing. I mean, and and I I think like as a player, like you said, you know, like why you're winning It's because of you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Like sometimes it's because in spite of the coach, or sometimes it's because (laughs) of the coach. You know what I'm saying? So when it's the case, you know, it's because of the coach. You want them to get the credit for sure, and because you all in it together. You know. Yes. When you look at Stevens Chauncey, do you see a guy who's just like on a neck? another level than other people he's good man he's very good he's young um I I love everything about him you know but I I think there's one thing that that gets a little that doesn't get enough credit I'll say this and it's Danny Ainge Mm -hmm. Danny Ainge is running a he's lapping these other general managers (laughs) like he he's running the muck of this thing and that allows Brad to be Brad you know, because I don't care what nobody says. If Brad was coaching any of these bad teams out here, I'm not going to name them. It, yeah. We, <laughs> we wouldn't be talking about Brad Stevens. Yeah. yeah. Don't make no mistake about it. It's the personnel that they have, right? And they, they got several lottery picks with Jalen Brown and Tatum. And, you know, you bring in a, a professional, a pro, a leader in, in Horford. Um, Marcus Smart's a winner. Like these mm-hmm. dudes, they hungry, they thirsty. Like that's Danny Ainge bringing that talent in. Now Brad doesn't have to worry about motivating his guys to play hard or having multi-talented guys that can dribble, pass, and shoot. He don't got to worry about none of that. He don't have to coach around those things. He can just coach what he has. So Brad is very good. He's very good, but um, – you know, it, it, we got to give a lot more credit to Danny. It's funny, on the show just yesterday, I was talking about 
you know, you talk about some of the good young coaches in the league, and um, for some reason, I don't understand why Teron Lue's name don't get thrown in there. And and you know, it's the LeBron spectacle. But you look at it, what's happened with with dude, and he has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. First time head coach, he takes over. There's no coach that has to deal with the turnover in the roster that he's had to deal with, two different front offices that he's had to deal with. Anytime you coach LeBron, you're supposed to win it all or it's like a failure. Mm -hmm. He did something that nobody's ever done. They down 3-1 in the finals. To come back in Golden State, in your city, Mm -hmm. (laughs) against a team that's won 73 games. That shit is unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable, and they, you know, like those are things that are not talked about. But it's it's the LeBron factor. I think it is LeBron. It's factor, LeBron though. factor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because before, when LeBron was in Miami, Spolster didn't get no credit, mm-hmm. and then David Black got ran he out of left. there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, but that's the thing. It's like a gift and a curse of, of coaching Bron. You know what I mean? He's right. just that special. Is it that? Is it just LeBron, or is it like because like MJ only had Phil, right? Or else he had, he had Doug Collins to begin his career, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then he had Phil. Uh, and then in Washington, he had Doug Collins again. I don't know if yeah, he had someone else in end, Washington, right? too. Yeah, he had Doug. I'm just, just saying, Doug. like, is it, yeah. is it just, just – I'm not making it like a LeBron thing, but I'm just saying, like, like is it probably just harder to, to coach him just because he's so smart, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he is. I mean, and he, you know, he, he – shoot, he takes on so – but that's the that's the a gift about it, too, is, is being able to coach a guy with that kind of basketball IQ – that level of, you know, physicality that he brings to the game and, and credibility to any coaching staff mm-hmm. is tough and it's easy, but it's only a certain type of player that you can pair with him. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, you look at their teams, they mostly all have all specialists. You know, JR, he just, he's a specialist. Corver's a specialist. Kevin Love, pretty much, he's a specialist. Tristan is defensive. You don't put, you know, all the guys like they have in Golden State or Houston that can all – kind of carry the thing and dribble, pass, and shoot. You don't put that around Bron because if you do, that takes the ball out of his hands, and you want him to have the ball in his hands. So, yeah. so it's it's you know it's a it's a tough little balance with LeBron. Like I always think about. I was in college. I watched that the game five against you guys in 07, mm-hmm. Right, we, that was right. It was that game was five. He had twenty five straight on us. Yeah. Right, yeah. and he had like what twenty nine of the final 30, thirty or something yeah. like that. That yeah. shit was stupid. What what do you like? As you're going, because at that time your team's not supposed to lose that series, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, w- what are you thinking you, as you're going up against this young dude doing that? Well, I mean, obviously you ain't before that game. You're not thinking he's gonna do he that, gonna shit. Do that shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it was one of those things. So before that, he could never get through us. Like we was like the big brother. Mm-hmm. And so that game, and I've even talked to, to to him about this before, but that game to me. It 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 was the biggest game for him because he finally like was like damn I I can do this against anybody if I can do it to these dudes so but in the game we tried everything you know what I mean like we put every single I mean Tayshawn was on him but he got cooking Rip took him I stepped up so let me take him we doubled him we did everything we could and and it was one of those things that in the in the in the process of it. Until the game was over, bro, I did not know that Mug had 25 straight. Yeah, what he was doing, right? Like, <laughs> I didn't know. I knew he was hot. I knew he was hot, but I'm like, 
I'm in the locker room doing an interview. I'm like 25 straight. <laughs> <laughs> this is the playoffs against us. <laughs> that it was unbelievable. Then you watch it, you know, you watch the film and you watch the tape, and you just like, golly, this boy. Yeah, he was locked in that day. This boy, man, special. That's one of those performances. Like you know, you remember where you were watching it. Yeah. You know? Oh like, my goodness. You're just like, what? What? Like, do you? I mean. Was that was that the moment for you where you're like, whoa, this guy is he has a chance to be, or did you always kind of see that with him playing against? Oh, him? I always seen it. I mean, I, I from the time he was young, because man, if y'all think about it, like when he came in the league, and I say this with the amount of like the pressure because of the media attention and, and and the things at that time, I'm like, I'm looking and I felt bad for him because I mm-hmm. said, there's no way. He's gonna that be this able to dude is going to be able to live up to this. Yeah. And this dude shattered all of that. <laughs> it's amazing. But that's why I always it's tell crazy. people. And that's why, you know, people always ask me, like, you know, we were talking about this in the clubhouse the other day, the MJ or Kobe or LeBron. Uh-huh. MJ and Kobe never was on the cover of Sports Illustrated with a with a golden ball that said the chosen one at 15 mm-hmm. years old. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, this dude has lived up to... I mean, just any athlete, period. Him and Tiger Woods. Right. You got to put him with. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, nobody's yeah. ever had that type of hype. Scrutiny. Freddie and, and Duke. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. these type Nobody. of names don't ever make it to where yeah. he's at. You right. know what I'm saying? So, like, you, I mean, he's on a different. It's not just basketball with him. It's, it's a different. It's not, man. It's a different, you know, it's a different platform. It's a different, you know. It really is. Yeah, it's crazy. It and really in the social is. media era, too, right? Like. The, and, That's another issue. And and no, I mean no. Re, I mean the, the the worst thing this guy's ever done in his adult life that you know that has gotten publicized is leaving to go to Miami, right? I mean he's mm-hmm. done all this while mm-hmm. also being like a, a model citizen. No, this too. dude is a machine, man. I'm serious. <laughs> like y'all both spoke on it, like like him from a social aspect, speaking out on social issues, yeah. standing out in front. You know, like yeah, I said it. Like this is me, and I speak for everybody is a big deal. That's also something that MJ or Kobe never did. Mm-hmm. When they had the mic, the, yeah. you know, had the opportunity, never did. You know, um, what he's done with, you know, we all got homies when we make it that, you know, be kind of right there waiting in the wings and what he's done with his guys Man. and putting them in. I mean, this dude on so many levels is it, it's, it's just remarkable. I'm wondering, is there any? Do you remember any conversations from you guys and any timeouts from that game five, or were there any stories from your reactions? Uh, no, nah, just the locker room afterwards. No, nah, nah, I mean in the locker room afterwards, everybody was just kind of like, "Damn," <laughs> you know. I, I remember having a feeling like, I mean, we was the beast. We was yeah, the king of the was, east. That was the like, king of the east was, at that point. Yeah, I remember having a feeling after that game, after that series was over, because um, they ended up beating us. But after that series was over, Sam. Damn, this is this is the start of the end. <laughs> he didn't he didn't figure this out. Yeah. Dude figured this out. But it took that to beat y'all though, which you know yeah. what I'm saying? It took him yeah. to score twenty five in a row to beat yeah. the, the you know what I'm saying, the great team that y'all had. Like that dude, that was crazy. I, I but uh, yeah, I remember like, damn, this is this is this is the start of the end. He figured us out because he didn't have his roster wasn't I mean, nah. he didn't have much. <laughs> he had nothing. He nah. really didn't. Yeah. So for him to do it with that, and then I'm saying, okay, well they gonna add some people. Man, we in trouble. I'm always jealous of like a Detroit championship team because I think about like you probably have easy access to Eminem, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> was, did he go to the yeah, games? Was my man, yeah, yeah, he came, he came to some games. Yeah, it, you know what's so funny about? It? I remember the first time meeting him, and uh, 
he's so different. Like, dude is so shy, quiet, don't really talk. He could be in the room and just kind of be in the cut, like mm-hmm. not talking. Um, me and, and one of his, his probably his best friend's name is Proof, who rapped. Yeah. Um, me and him was really cool, like really cool. So that's, you know, how to, you know, I, I met him, but God bless the dead, the Proof. But uh, dude, is he's so different than what you would think. Like so different. He's just he's just so quiet and chill and shy though. He's and you've you've said the same kind of thing, right? Because yeah, you're good friends with his his yeah, yeah, manager Paul, Paul Rosenberg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's just not. He he's just like he's reserved. Totally right? different than what. Yeah, <laughs> like like Charles said, he's totally different than what you would think he would be. Genius though. Yeah, right. right. And, and that's was me. And and sometimes geniuses are are reserved like that. Shy, <laughs> you know. Like I'm still trying. I'm trying to get see like when we go to Detroit at some point to to like. See if we can tell Paul, like, yo, how about we do the pod with them? Like, what about, what about that? He's smart, too. Like, he'll kill yeah. it and stuff. Oh, so conscious, so smart. And he's a big sports fan, too. Yeah. Love yeah. sports. Yeah. I think he's a Cowboys fan, too, in football. Like, Is he, he really? Yeah, Who's yeah. not a Cowboys fan? Like, uh, no, Cowboys hell no. Nah, I ain't. <laughs> I ain't, I can you tell you that. Fan? Damn right. Oh, man. Damn right. We got right. Raiders Broncos. Oh, yeah. Right I know, I oh, know. Man. We banging. Yeah, have, have you ever had any, like, uh, uh, AFC West bets going on between nah, the two? Nah, because we've been fucking trash for the last 15 years. <laughs> AFC West bet, uh, bets for what? <laughs> Y'all cool now, this. though. We all right. Y'all we, cool. We're going to see. Well, this past year was disappointing. This past year was disappointing. Oh, two years was. ago was pretty good. But we won a lot of close games two years ago. You know, ended up going 12-4. and four, So we'll see. Yeah. We'll you see. It's a young team. New, new coach and shit. We'll oh yeah, yeah, that's right. New coaches and old coach. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll see. Hundred million dollars worth. You better of coach. do something. They pay bankroll, bankroll. <laughs> ten years too. It's not even about the money. It's the ten years. Like ain't a coach there for ten years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ten years. <laughs> that is that's crazy. Which actually segues nicely, Chauncey. Is that going to be your price when you go join a front office somewhere? <laughs> ten, <laughs> years. Yeah, ten years. Ten years. Hundred mil. You got man, me. I'll be a GM. Sure. I don't want to be locked into nothing for ten years, man. <laughs> How close were you to that Cavs GM job? Uh, you know, it was close, man. It was close. I mean, it was a good, it was a, it was an awesome experience. Um, Dan Gilbert, who was a friend of mine before this, he's a Detroit guy. Yeah. Um, did a lot of sponsorship stuff with the Pistons when I played there. So we, we built up a good friendship relationship. And when the opportunity came about, you know, it was, it was appealing. It really was. Cause one is something that I have a desire to do. Something that I, I believe that I could be really good at. And, uh, you know, you go through the interview process a couple times, and which was very good for me to go through just to kind of see it. Feel I was about it, to say, it. how was that? The interview yeah, process. yeah, it, it was cool. And, you know, obviously going in, I'm like, I'm not knowing what to really expect. Um, but I had a couple people around me that kind of prepared me, you know, prepped me for it. And I, I did a, a great job at it, you know. Um, and it was cool. I just felt like at the end, it just, if this is a dream job for me, like, it should feel right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It should feel right. And and I just felt like at the end it just didn't feel right, man. And and it's too much stress and 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 and, and pressure involved in a situation, especially that with LeBron. That situation, yeah. To go in and you not feeling right on the way in. So I was just like, nah, let you know, I'm I'm gonna sit this one out. If you you're know. not feeling right on the way in, you're not never gonna be all the way in. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like you can never all the, get all the way yeah. in it. Like when yeah. when is it cool then? You know what right. I mean? Like right. so you gotta you gotta feel good about it. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But it was it was awesome, man. It was awesome to be considered for it, you know. Um it was great experience and that's something that, you know, I do wanna do at some point. 
but my life is good right now. No, no stress, <laughs> and no like pressure. you said, to go to have to go through that interview process though, to have that you know in your back pocket. Yeah, for, you know, whenever you yep. whenever it comes along again, mm-hmm. like it's good. Remember, Carlos Beltran was telling us that. That's even. what I was about yeah. to bring up. Yeah, yeah, that to have for him to go through that experience, to have that experience of you know ma- uh, going through an interview job for for a manager, for a manager job. spot. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, just fresh out of the game, like you need that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you need to figure out how, how to answer these questions and shit. Yep. You know? Yeah. So did you, Chauncey? Did you actually end up telling them like, actually, I'm pulling myself out, or was yeah. there? A, yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I did, man. Um, and it, it was one of the things they offered it to me. Wow. Um, and it just didn't feel right, and I ended up pulling myself out of consideration for it. Um, you know, for those reasons, you know. But see, that's so interesting to me because that takes that takes strength, right? Like when you have the shiny toy being given to you that you you've been like thinking yeah. you want, thinking you want, thinking you want, but you your gut saying yeah. something's off here. Right. It's, it's, it's hard <laughs> yeah. to still say yeah. ah, like if it's there for you, that that can't be easy to be like you know what I I can't do it. I yeah, can't take it. yeah, yeah, and it wasn't easy, and and you know. The one thing about it is, is I'm so blessed that I don't need a job. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know I've done well with, you know, in the game and done well in business and stuff. So I don't need the job, which takes a lot of stress off my plate. But is is also you you turning down a job like that, saying, well, it's a possibility I don't get that opportunity again. Mm-hmm. You take that chance, but you know sometimes you got to bet on yourself. I also would just wonder this, like. Do you want that? Do you want that workload? Maybe you do. Yeah. I, I mean, th- that's a, that's why it, it blows my mind when these dudes are GMs and coaches, and I'm like, yeah, that's a lot, right? Well, Being a GM and the coach, like that's yeah, do you, yeah. Do you see Plus, how, it's all on you too, right? Like exactly. I need somebody, somebody else to take yeah. this fucking heat yeah. a little bit. This is the asshole who picked that guy. I right. can't coach him. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but but I'm just thinking, anybody who watches like a coach, right, or or a GM. Those jobs individually, those are some of the most time-consuming jobs I have ever seen in my life for people yeah. who, who do them incredibly mm-hmm. well, right? you telling me you're going to have time to do both of them incredibly well? How, how, how that is happens that a lot well, in the NBA, though, huh? You like, know, only in the NBA, I feel like. I know. Where guys are the coaches. Well, first of all, see, here's, here's, here's how I feel about that. One, it's a conflict of interest, right? to be honest with you. It really is. It's a conflict to have both of those because sometimes – Obviously, a coach wants to win, 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 win. I need, I need it right now. My job, my, you know, my job is dependent on it. Mm-hmm. A front office, you might be in a position saying, "Okay, we're not in a position to win yet. We got to slow roll this thing. So we're gonna, you know, make different decisions on personnel that is better for our future, two, three, four years from now." Well, this guy's thinking about right now mm-hmm. because my life and job is on the line here. So those are two different things. Now, the irony of it is if you have both, you can control this coach, can control the personnel that you have. The messed up thing about that is when you don't, the coach can be sitting here and, and you just, you know, you, you're coaching what might be a bad personnel, pieces that don't mix, pieces that don't, work right but your pressure is to win mm-hmm. well you know they might not want to win at the time so it's it's a tough deal I think it's a it's a conflict of interest to have both but if you can have both you want to have both obviously you get you get the final call on personnel would you are would you be willing like are you, is that something work wise workload wise are you yeah. ready to go 
because obviously we all oh, I'm in TV, you're in TV. Yeah, it, it's a it's a lot of time. It's not that time. No, you know, no, like no. it's totally different. It's totally different. It's totally different. I, I, here's how I think about that, uh, Ryan. I, I just yes, I am. I am ready for that because I'm ready for that challenge. Mm. And here's the biggest difference, and, and you're gonna see this too. See, when you get done and you start doing this more, like you know, as a job, there's nothing like that competition. Mm-hmm. And doing TV is good and it's fun, but at the end of the night. You haven't won or lost, mm-hmm. and I've my whole life been on wins and losses. Yeah, right. Like that competition, that feel. You're not gonna get that feel. I don't get that feel in TV. I like the feel that I get. It's no stress or no press, no pressure. But you haven't won, but you also haven't lost and deal with that that, that like, loss. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that right there, that's missing. Um, that that competition. And competing and strategizing, trying to beat somebody is something that you always will miss at some point. So going back and doing that, it gives you that it gives me that opportunity to say, you know, I'm I'm working at something. You get a chance to rent a wing rent a wing or yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You get you get a chance to do that again, you know. Yeah. And and if it don't work out, which we all get hired to get fired at some point. Yeah. Go back you Possibly if go you've done a good job, you go back to TV. Yeah. I'm still young, got the energy to do it, you know? Yeah. So that's why now is, you know, more than if I was 50. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I really do want to chill. Does it matter uh, you know? what what kind of, t- like, the team, you know what I mean? Uh, or, you know, a young team, old, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does it matter what the, the team situation or? Yeah, it matters, see. It matters, see, because you, you want to be able to have a chance to compete. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to work for an owner that's saying, listen, you know, we 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 want to go do something. You know, we want to try to go do something. We're gonna open up the checkbook. We're gonna let you do your thing. We're gonna see if you can do it. See if you're good at it. As opposed to you know, somebody taking over Philly three years ago and they saying, "Listen, we want to lose for three years." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we want to lose for three years, and your name's gonna be in the paper like you're doing a horrible job. You know, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that. I want to I want to have a chance to. You know, to, I feel like the Bucks relevant. would be a good, like a good spot. Bucks, man, they you know they're I mean? ascending. Like they on the way. Bucks is, yeah, man, they on the they way. Yeah. They just brought in a new GM last year, right? Yeah, like, who, so, who I know, who yeah. actually is the funny thing about John Horst. Yeah, is my plan days. John was a intern in Detroit. So he was like the little dude would be like, man, give me some coffee. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> it crazy? Now you know what I'm saying? He's a good dude too, man. That's but he, And he's doing a good job. You know, we yeah. we like to break news and have interesting nuggets here on R2C2, Chauncey. So is there a spot? Do you, do you see any places where you could land in a front office this offseason? Well, the only well, one that's open, that's the obvious one, is Detroit. Detroit, right. Um and there would obviously be some appeal there for me. You know, that's I'm always going to be a Piston forever, no matter what. You know, that's that's my baby right there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, hey, man, I would love to be a part of bringing them back to, you know, relevance and yeah. prominence, you know. Um, so if they reach out, you know, I would love to. But they haven't know, yet? Do an interview. No, I haven't spoken to yeah. anybody um, as of yet. Hopefully that changes, but we'll see. But other than that, um, you know these these GM jobs and front offices they don't come open often, and usually kind of the uh, what's you know the year that there's a lot of head coaching jobs open 
it's usually that following year that some front office jobs open. So there's not a lot open right now, but I'm not in a rush, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. You know, I'm not in a rush. Um, I, I want it to be right whenever it happens. What did you think about, I would ask you this, about Dwayne Casey getting fired? Because, <sighs> like, me outside looking in, I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, and I mean, you know, it's always different sides, and you know when you when you're in the club in the locker room uh-huh. or something, it's, it might be something different. But I don't, uh-huh. you know, just outside looking in, it didn't look right. Yeah, it made me a little uneasy, man. Right? I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I thought that Dwayne Casey did a terrific job this year. I really did. I mean, coach of the year. That's what probably. I'm saying. You I can't mean, go. The coach coaches of the year. voted him as the coach of the year. Um, unfortunately, you run up in you run up against you know the best player in the game, um, who's motivated, who feels good against you guys. And you get swept. I think that benching DeMar uh, late in that series probably hurt him. He's their best player. You know, you, you're you going to live and die with your best players. You got to go down fighting and scrapping with your guys. But, man, I, there's some other coaches in the league, CC, that 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 are underachieving, that that are still holding these, these positions, that are still staying in there with their jobs. And this is a dude that didn't underachieve, in my opinion. Yeah, at, no, at, at – at no point the last three years have they ever yeah, underachieved. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he took them from 20 wins to 50 the last couple of years. Yeah. Like, like yeah. it's crazy. And then you think about it, right? So they get the number one seed, and okay, maybe it's by default. Boston's hurt and banged up. LeBron them had three teams this year. <laughs> but you look at it and say, okay, LeBron has swept us two out of three years. Well, there's a chance LeBron might not be in his conference next year. Mm-hmm. Why don't why don't we hold up and wait and just see if if dude is gone we we might be we, all right. we got a fair shot yeah, yeah. right <laughs> why, why don't we why don't we keep this you know Casey's working out well the guys like I mean I, man that would have been hard and they and they like do. a piece short anyway you know what I'm correct. saying it's not like I mean correct they wasn't I mean you know they're a piece short like a, a good LeBron yeah. team's beating him anyway you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. so it's not his yeah. fault anyway you yeah. know what I mean you it's it's the, it's the personnel like. See, you need better players. Now, now you see my point. Now you <laughs> see my point. Player. It's like, okay, you blaming it on me, but I can't bring the personnel here. Yeah, like it ain't. I it, mean, it's, that's, that's the that's the I crux. Can't help Serge Ibaka hit threes in the corner. You got to knock them fucking <laughs> right. shots down yeah. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your right. job as a coach is to maximize the talent you're given, right? Yeah. I, I feel like Dwayne Casey. Did as good a job of that as any coach in the NBA over the last couple of years. Yeah. Year after year, he would maximize the the talent that he had. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, I get that you might reach a, a point where you're like, hey, something feels off, like C was saying, right? Because even, let's take what happened with the Yankees, right? If you just use that <laughs> argument, you would say, whoa, like Joe Girardi had this team... You know, mm-hmm. go as far further than anybody thought they were going to go last year. What's up? Sometimes maybe it's just somebody's been there for a while. It's time for a change. We just feel like we need a new voice or whatever, right? Or you have a bunch of young guys and you want somebody with a different feel, whatever yeah. it might be. But with Dwayne, I don't know, just the you know being around the Raptors a little bit, it still felt like he totally connected with those guys too. Yeah. That was what was you know it's, it's it's this is on the flip side of that. The, here's the, the difficult thing is I've been in this situation too. My first year in Detroit, Rick Carlisle was our coach, and we got to the Eastern Conference Finals. We got swept, but really the only reason we got swept, we played against the Nets team who was really good with Jason and Kenyon. Uh-huh. They were better than us. 
not sweep better, but I was hurt in the series when we ended up getting swept. So, okay, they fire Rick, we bring in Larry Brown. The very next year, we win it all. Mm. So maybe sometimes the front office thinks, look, this coach is really good, but he can't get us over the hump. Like, mm. this is as far as he can bring us, mm. right? Yeah. You, you got to think that they're thinking he's done a, he's done a terrific job, but he, he's maxed out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is as far as he can take us. Maybe Masai in the front office there, maybe they feel that. What's a great Larry Brown story you can share with this, Chauncey? <sighs> so many. This dude is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we I like love, to hear. I love Larry, man. I love Larry. But I, I'll tell you one that, you know, he cares so much about the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, so everybody remembers the the the, the malice in the palace, the fight. Mm-hmm. Us, well, it really wasn't us and the Pacers. It was... The Pacers, the Pacers the versus fans. the fans. <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, listen, if Ron Artest really wanted to fight, why didn't he just fight the guy that pushed him in his throat? Ben Wallace, fight him. Right. Yeah. There you go. He, you see that fire-breathing dragon right there? Fight that dude. You're going to fight a dude with, with a paper cup. But, 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 all right. But, so after that, man, it, I mean, obviously that shit was crazy. So after that. We come into the locker room. We finally get everybody in the locker room, and and LB, Coach Brown, is, like, standing in front of all the players and literally, like, weeping, crying. Cry- I mean, like, I'm thinking, like, one of the dudes must have hit him or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's crying, and once he comes to, he said, guys, I've been around the game a long time, and, and we, uh, we gave the game a black eye tonight. You know, we, we, we pushed the game back. You know, wow, and we was all just like, damn, but we we wasn't fighting, yeah, (laughs) we wasn't on nothing. (laughs) So, but but that's the way that he cares about the game. Um, that that was a crazy one, and then one other personal one with with me and Larry is uh, so he takes over, and all I keep hearing is. Man, this dude is tough on point guards. You're never going to be able to please him. I'm, I'm talking to players that play for him. I'm talking to coaches that coach with him. So it's our fourth game. We go on the road. We're in L.A. playing the Clippers. And it's the first game of a seven-game trip, and always you want to get off to a good start. So I played what I thought was a freaking amazing game. You know what I'm saying? Like I had 29, 10 assists, nine rebounds, two turnovers. And I hit the shot to win it. So, you know, we we turned. Yeah. Like, we up. We running through the tunnel. And I look back. And this dude is walking. And he's like, he's doing his head. He's like looking at it. And he's disgusted. <laughs> so I, I turn around. So I, I go back. I say, LB, what's up? You all right? And he looked at me. He says, son, you have no idea how to play that position for me. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Yo, I'm like, what? I said, LB, check this out. <laughs> Tomorrow we're going to talk about it. But you ain't still in my shine Not tonight. Today, no. I'm in LA. <laughs> I hit the last second. I said, no, I'm going to live tonight. You. Not tonight. Bro. I couldn't believe it's the fourth game, dog. Oh, I thought I played amazing. Oh, uh, great. I, I thought I was great. great Those always be your best coaches, though, right? Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The I'm ones that don't, that don't, like, that. 
that always want more from Man, you. Who's that dude for you? Uh, I mean, Dick Poe was my pitching coach. In, Best uh, name in baseball history. Right, Dick Poe, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, this just, dude's name is Dick Poe. It, it, it oh, is, man. Man. But he just wouldn't give me credit for nothing. So I was always, you know, going to get more. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, always pushing myself to be better because... I had to impress this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. but that, those always are your best coaches. You know, best what I mean? coaches, man. He 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 required and demanded so much um, out of me, man, and it, and it made me so much better. And it made us. I mean, there was some times that I couldn't stand him, but it, I mean, I would I jump off the bridge for him right now. I do anything in the world for Larry. That's my guy. Yeah. Um, and, but I'm telling you, I, once I got to the point and I was like, listen. And me, not only me, but as a team too, that we was like, listen, he gonna be tripping, dog. You, we, you cannot. You ain't gonna be able to please him. Please this dude. Yeah. Like, so it's, let's just go out stop trying, dog. Yeah. Like, stop trying. Let him do what he do, and yeah. then we do what we do. Yeah. Once we got there, it was over. Like, yeah. it was over. For sure. Those right. are the best marriages, though, when you have a good coach and good teams. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Like, when you yeah. get, when you guys can just figure out, like, he's going to be pissed off about something anyway, yeah. so let's just go out and do our thing. You <laughs> yep. know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. You you played – how about – I mean, you spent a few years with Mello, both yep. in Denver mm-hmm. and then in New York uh-huh. as well. Yep. What's, uh, what, what's something like being a guy who it always seemed like he respected and got yeah. along with? What's something, either a story that shows what Melo's really like as a teammate for you from your perspective mm-hmm. or something about him that you feel like, man, maybe people don't get it about Carmelo Anthony that I do, meaning you? Yeah, well, one thing for sure, like I really enjoyed playing with Melo, man. Um, I went and teamed up with him at a time where I was still in my prime but on the end of it where I couldn't like carry the show, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I needed a young Thundercat like him that could just go get 30 at any time to like, you know, to to make it official. Like yeah. I couldn't do that. Yeah. And I was still good at the time. Um but he, he, we needed each other at the time. Like I needed what he could do and I thought he needed my leadership and needed, you know, me to kind of run the show for him. So it was perfect. It really was. And one of the things I really respected about Melo is uh you know, he practiced every day. He came to work every day. You know, he went to work. I mean, he 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 balled out, man, and he was a tough, tough player. Um, and one of the things that, you know, I even had a conversation with him about, you know, we had a good team. We went to Western Conference Finals that year, um, lost to the Lakers, but he was scoring thirty that playoffs too oh, every year, man. like thirty five he averaged, I think, oh, that, he, was that yeah, he, he was killing. He was killing. He was he's a he's a nightmare matchup, man. And we had some other good players that, you know, I thought before I got there that, you know, Melo liked and loved and respected, but didn't respect them enough to give them responsibility on the court. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I and I told him, you know, we talked one time and I said, you know, I just think scoring 30 means too much. You know, like these dudes can hoop. Like they're in the league too. Like let them, let them cook a little bit. And um, he did. You know, and he did, and that's why we became a really good team that I felt, you know, we could have been champions that year. But, uh, you know, that, that I think, gets misunderstood with Melo. Some people think that he's just a selfish dude, that he don't care, he just want to score and not win. And, like, I don't, I don't agree with that. Melo is – he does want to win. Obviously, Melo is a – he's a champion in, in college. I mean, he – you know, he didn't just do that scoring. Like, he had to make some other sacrifices. Um, but, you know, in this 
in this social media media driven deal, like it's all about your brand a lot of times, and sometimes those lines get blurred because it's about not winning, but who's killing, like who's the man, and that to me is secondary to winning. Yeah. That's what I always felt. Well, some of these new dudes don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's not some of them. It's all. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> right. It just yeah, changes. It's whack, it cha- man. Yeah, it changes. Like, yeah, you don't have to be a winner now to be mm-hmm. the the man, which is not right. Well, you you always <laughs> talk right. about this, like why they show why do they show me the highlight of the I dude? I don't want to see like, the highlight of the dude, dude that lost, lost the fucking the game, game right, or you exactly. missed a shot. Exactly. I don't want to see your highlight. Exactly. You fucking lost. It, it's amazing to me how often we do this, and I think it's a it's a problem from you know us as a whether it's ESPN or other companies who are you know producing sports media. Like, we will literally show one highlight from a game, and it's from dude whose team lost by 25. And you're like, wait, what? Because you see the highlight, and you're like, oh, they must have won the game. And then you see the score in the bottom, you're like, dude. huh? Yeah, but see, it's crazy. Like, we can, yeah. underst- we could, we yeah. can understand the difference, right? Yeah. But, like, you got kids watching that that don't uh-huh. understand the difference. That's in, like, a great point. It, you know what I'm saying? Correct. Yeah. So they just see the flashiness, and they don't understand that the, that the guy lost, you know, they lost the game. Like, dude, we were doing a show yesterday. Uh, the cat, you know, the game, the Cavs. So yeah. it was halftime. So they're about to go. They're leaving from us, and they're about to show a little highlight going back to the game. They showed LeBron, and so I said right there, I said, "Y'all really gonna show him right now?" They down twenty. <laughs> they down 20. <laughs> Did you say that on air? Yeah, on air live. So they're down twenty. Why are we it. showing LeBron? There's <laughs> four Celtics that's balling right now. What right. are we doing? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's it's that like balance, right? Because there's always this like, hey, we want to promote the stars. We want to promote the stars. Sure. I know you hear that stuff sure. all the time sure. too. We hear when we do games. Then it's like, yeah, but we also want to don't want to look like morons, like ignoring nah, what's man. going on in yeah. this actual game right here. Exactly. By the way, you know, Chauncey and I got to do a game together this year. Oh yeah, yeah, Chauncey oh, and yeah. I we did uh, Lakers Cavs with Doris yep. and. That the, was so dope. It man. was fun, man. It was, <laughs> dope, man. and, and the, you know the current that. king of podcasting, Bill Simmons. He actually he 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 described it as his favorite basketball broadcast oh, he's heard I, in I ten know years. Watch that shit, like oh, you love the oh reviews, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, this motherfucker, he loves the reviews. Like, oh, yeah. oh yeah, anything he does, he wants to see he what people. He, yeah, he, he likes to review. So I'm sure you got the good man. I'm sure you got that like printed right. out that quote somewhere. Or, like I got a screenshot. It. Just, it's like you know, that's like that's gonna be on my like my Raya file or something like that. Right, right. My Tinder page. That was a great compliment, though. That was a great compliment. That was man. It was fun. So I'm thinking, if you don't take a front office job this year, how about me, you, and Doris become a team and do a bunch of Come games Come on, let's together? do it, yeah, dog. Yeah. Come on, right? I think like, it would be fly, man, for sure. And I loved it. it I you loved like it. doing it's the fun. games? Man, it's I like to see. You, huh? See, I liked it because it's um everything is so spontaneous. You know what I mean? And, and like I love to be able to kind of talk about the game mm-hmm. and what I think they're about to do or what I maybe would have done or mm-hmm. what they should or shouldn't do. And that's what people want to see and hear. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the Tony Romo effect or, yeah. you know, A-Rod on baseball. Like, yep. you know, people want to, like, that insight of, like, what they should be doing or what they shouldn't be doing. And that's know? the key. Like, you, I want to be able to bring you behind the curtain a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, nah, that wasn't what was supposed to happen. Like, you know. <laughs> right. Because in I, the I studio, it's dope. all like, this is what I'm going to say and this is my time. You know what I'm saying? It's a little different. Yes, yeah, it's, it's different. It's, especially the, the worst thing about the studio is, and I and I love doing it, but it's pregame mm-hmm. and it's halftime. So you never really get the opportunity, other than like at TNT you can, but 
you never get the opportunity to talk about what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just guessing up there, and then you talk halftime real quick for two minutes, and then when the game is over, you don't even get to talk about what, what really happened. happened. I think yeah, that's, that's true. Because TNT does a good job of like the end. You, they, you yeah. Know, you know yeah. They that's got a, a great point. We don't really a, have a full no, post game show. Yeah. Right. Full. We don't have any. Yeah. yeah no right. post game. Because usually yeah. we hop into another game. It goes, it goes to Sports, to sports, sports Center. Center. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you want to hear from the guys that did all the? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. So that's the advantage that that they have over there is. They got a little small pregame. They got the halftime, and then they got an hour after. Yeah, after to, to break I, down. That's my hour. I love that hour. <laughs> I love it too. You want to hear the game broken down? Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. And whether they breaking down it, they should. They got a late night talk show over there. <laughs> that's what most of the arguments happen with them, anyways. Yeah, after. exactly. Because they arguing about what happened during the game. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, we don't have that advantage. Yeah. And you know what? We, you, I wish we did. And you got right now. We have a nice mix too. Like I we like got a great I, mix. Yeah, yeah. I I. I like the way yeah. that you and Paul and Jalen oh, yeah. and Michelle all balance off each yeah. other, and I think it's taken us a while to find yeah. a, good, a group, yeah, a group yeah. of four that like just totally vibe, you know. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, good, we, I love it. I mean, I love having Paul. Me and Paul just banging every every show. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Now, <laughs> my guy. I, did you get on him as well when he didn't want Isaiah Thomas to have even a two minute video during his? Uh, of course I did. Yeah, yeah, did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember, remember Jalen went after him. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I was glad because I was like, and I don't know Paul at all, and I loved him as a player. Like uh-huh. he was one of my favorite guys to watch. But I was sitting there, I was like, my gosh, that is petty. Like that was uh, so weak. I'm like, man. Paul, dude, they're hey. doing it before the game starts. <laughs> but listen, I, I mean, I was I was bothered by him being mad about the video. But why is Isaiah getting the video? Though is what see, I wanted to like. Loved him there, you know man. Like, loved like, him, man. That's a different like, issue. I didn't, I didn't think he needed the video in the first place. You know what I'm saying? But I was bothered by Paul Pierce being bothered by the video. So you but, like you like that Rondo? Been the video anyway. That's how you know Rondo. Is. Rondo was like, what? We celebrating that now? <laughs> One year? Where's my video? What are we doing? <laughs> Dude, I want to chill. Yeah, that, that was that was uh, that was funny. That's see, why I was like, I mean, it shouldn't have been a video in the first place. You, you know, know what I'm saying? You're not even going to let anybody know you're definitely leaving, so we're not going to be able to do a video for you at Yankee Stadium. Like, that's it. Like, I'm just wake up one day and be like, I'm not showing up today. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's it. See, see right. is out. All right, Chauncey, who, who – well, actually, I, I was thinking this when we did the game, and I never – it wasn't – obviously, it wouldn't have been relevant during the broadcast, but I was just thinking of asking you because we were together. But now we have this opportunity. You played with a young J.R. Smith, too, mm-hmm, in Denver. Mm-hmm. You have any funny JR stories from that time? <laughs> oh, JR, man. <laughs> JR was JR. You talk about a young Thundercat, man. I remember I remember one time we was in George Carl was our coach. And so how to how to process before the NBA games go is everybody come in about an hour and a half before. Everybody get their little workout in, get to treatment therapy at at 60 minutes on the clock, so hour before the game, everybody comes in, you have your little chalk talk. So one time, we having a chalk talk, JR's laying on the floor, George is up there talking. I'm like sitting in a chair right by JR. And George is up there talking, he's doing his thing, boom, I keep seeing him, like as he's on the board, he keeps looking at JR, right? <laughs> and so literally two minutes later, I hear this motherfucker snoring, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking it up. So I kicked him like, yo, man. The game, we at the game, dog. <laughs> I 
couldn't believe it, man. This dude was like literally all the way out <laughs> during the chalk talk. And I'm like, dang. Man, it's, it's six o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> man. I'm like, dog, what have you been doing? Oh, that's JR true, was great. The, JR was the best, that's man. It's a different kind of relaxation. The best, man. You ever seen this happen? Any any teammates fall asleep while the coaches or when the managers talking? Not that I can think of. You can man. see it in film if you have an hour long yeah. film or something, but. Dude, this is before the game. We up. Like, Everybody, we ready. Like, this is the time that you, yeah, you get Everybody's hyped. ready to go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm talking about snoring, oh, dog. I was uh, like, wow. You know, you used to be given, like, a lot of difficult defensive assignments, too. Yeah. Because, you know, you were an oh, outstanding yeah. defender. You're playing the point in this position. Who's the most difficult dude to defend throughout your career? Let's say prime Chauncey, not, you know. Prime, yeah. yeah. Uh, Probably AI. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, this dude was... He was just, um, you know, I would like try to, obviously he had a, a speed advantage on me and he was small. Yeah. So I would try to impose my will on guys a lot, but he was so tough, man. Like you can hit him, you can try to hurt him, you can do anything to him. He just keep ticking. He just keep going up. Keep ticking. And then the thing that you hated is, see, AI, who I love, though, he's one of my favorite people in the world, like <laughs> the best. Like he had a party every city. <laughs> and I'm talking about he had a party every six. <laughs> so this dude could be out until five or six, need help to the room, <laughs> can't get there by himself, and wake up and the next day play the whole game, get 50 on you. Don't even get tired. Uh, it's <laughs> this is every crazy, single <laughs> game. Like, it's crazy. I don't understand these dudes who could uh, do Chuck like Chuck was a man, man. He was he was literally he was he was he was heaven sent out there, man. Yeah. I mean, but like there's stories about Jordan like that too, right? Yep, Where he could yep, party yep. to whatever time, yep. go out and do whatever he wants. Like wake up and play. I, I don't get it. Like played hurt. Right. I mean, you, you could I mean the dude played with everything was hurt, you know. Yeah. Never sat down, never I mean, just a warrior, man. Just mm. a warrior. That's an awesome AI story. You now, John, I'm trying the 2010 FIBA roster you were a part of, right? Mm -hmm. Like in that, those the dudes who you know that next crop of stars in the NBA, they were all just kind of. Well, how how young were they? Was all pretty much 21. Yeah, it was all like one two years in the league. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that was so much fun, man. Yeah, that was so much fun. Was there anyone who team. stood out playing on that team where you're like, yo, that guy, I can't wait to watch him. I'll like Steph you, was yeah, on that. Steph was, was on that, that group, team. Right? Steph didn't yeah. play very much. Um, but he was on that team. Like over there, yeah. The game is so physical. It's different than the NBA. Yeah, it's so physical. Like they can grab, hold. I mean, they can. It's real. So Steph, you know, he he had a difficult time adjusting to that at a young age. Mm. Um, but I'm telling you, what the most fun I had was every single day in practice. I would make it my business to to gauge like who was the most athletic player out of Derrick Rose and Russell. Oh, that's funny, every day. Man. That's oh, funny. Man. And I'm telling you, I went back and forth every day. <laughs> it was nuts, man. It was nuts. And I also, seeing KD ascend the way that he did, I mean, that 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 summer, that team, I think that's when he proved to himself, like, can't nobody touch can't me. Nobody you know, because he was over there. He was getting 35, and we was leaning on him. Like, it was like. We 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 almost all looked like a LeBron team over there. Like it was LeBron and then everybody else. It was KD and it was just everybody else. Which on a team USA, that's, but everybody that's else was great yeah, too. Exactly like, right. That's yeah. how good he was. That's 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 the star he became. 
over there. It was it was unbelievable what he was doing, and he just he he kept the pedal down ever since. Can I ask you about uh, Russ? Like what you were saying earlier about LeBron playing with LeBron? Like you got to put specialty players around. Yeah, him. it's got to go the same thing with Russ, right? Yeah, man. I you know here's my biggest thing with Russ. Um, you know his his biggest strength is also his biggest weakness. And that's like his pride and competitiveness. Because I think that at the end of games, my only, only knock on Russ is at the end of the game, if it's tie ball game, three minutes to go, can he bring you home? Some nights he can. But I think as a point guard, you know, and I always took pride in this is if it's a tie game, a minute to go, like I'm going to outthink, I'm going to out, I'm going to do, so, I'm going to make some plays here. That's going that's gonna to propel us to win. Mm-hmm. Russ, a lot of times in those situations, he's so competitive and he's so driven that he may take an errant shot. It might be a turnover, it might be a charge, or maybe a guy, Paul George, or somebody is cooking and rolling. They got a favorable matchup and he doesn't maybe see it because he wants to make it happen. Like that's when you you need your point guard to be cerebral mm-hmm. and you need him to say, you in, you know, you got a guy in foul trouble or you're in the bonus. Boom, you know, getting fouled, stopping the clock, you know, letting guys rest, make two shots. Like, possessions count. And I haven't seen Russell make the jump that, that that you know, he needs to make only in that part of his game. Everything mm-hmm. else, I mean, the dude is, is must-see TV. I mean, he's he's a freak of nature. Like, and he's been that way. Yeah. You know, he really has been that way. So, yeah, I, I worry. I, I, my concern is the same thing that yours is. That's so tough, though. When I feel like like that, those if, you know, someday you're after we finish our our, our TV dance together, <laughs> and doing games next year, Chauncey. After right. we're done with that, and you go to a front office, I feel like those are the toughest decisions. Where you have a dude who's supremely talented, who obviously wins to a certain extent, freak of nature athlete. He's also box office. He's all these mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. But is he the right guy to? ultimately win with or do some of those things that make him great also keep him from being that guy it it does and see it goes back to our point you need that one coach that just don't give a damn that can tell you that's gonna Mm -hmm. say russ no you're killing us dude i know you got a triple double i know i know you i know dude you're killing us and if until you have that guy that he now is gonna respect too if, it don't even have to be a coach, Tough. though. It could be a play. I mean, I don't know if it could be a player for him now. But yeah. But, you know, sometimes when yeah. you're younger, it could be a player. It sure. Be, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Or, you know, just somebody that, that could that, – that's not necessarily better than you, but just uh, – More you, accomplished. You respect his yeah, body of work. You respect him. Yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and I think that, you know, sometimes yeah. that, that gets, you know – In an ideal world, you, you have both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is like one of the – one of the roles I played with Melo when I came there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in an ideal world, you have both. But here's the problem as a player. Well, he's the best player on the team, and at the end of the day, you don't have the last call. So I can be on his butt during the game or at halftime or on the bench or saying, yo, man, what are you doing? But if that coach now comes in after the game and he don't address it and he don't own it too – then what's the point? It's out of the window. Yeah. You taking my legs away? Then, then now, then now he he can call you a hater. 
You know then, what I'm saying? Then, then now, now I'm now it's tricky for me now. Yeah, man, I'm really singing the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Which, so it's tricky, man. Is that like I would just think though from a coach's perspective too, and I, I don't know. You guys, I would love to hear just like how much this matters, but especially as the numbers continue to elevate and inflate financially, right? Like in, in this game, if Russ at the end of his contract is going to be making like 46 million a year mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that, if the coach is making five, right? right? How tough? I mean, is it? Hey, it's still he's still the coach, or is that tough for uh, for that coach to be able to speak to him? Because Russ just like looking at him like, oh no, hey, man. Got, that's NBA. Like, you, yeah, you know, it's different. But baseball it don't matter. Don't matter. No, the manager's the manager. Yeah, and see, to me, if you respect that guy, you're not looking at the wallet or the, the you know, okay. you mm-hmm. you know, yeah, Russ is the most, you know, he 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 hold a lot of weight there. Yeah, but everybody needs some leadership. You know, um, and everybody, if you got a coach there, I don't care if he's making a million dollars, but if he has an impact and, and Russell trusts him and they trust and believe in the direction and, and what he's saying is going to help the team win, I, I, I don't think that matters. I was just happy to see, like, Oladipo, like, everybody last year was on him so much last year. He had a yeah. bad year, and then this year be able to – do what he did, man. Like I mean, it's just oh, it's, it might man. be a little tougher to play with Russ. You know yeah, well, it is tough for a guy like yeah, that. Yeah, right. That yeah. needs the ball in it. See, see, Vic needs the ball in his hands. Yeah. So again, I say this about Russ: his greatest strength is also your greatest weakness. So you know what you can do, but that's fine and good. But this dude can too. Why not let him cook a little bit? It's gonna mm-hmm. take a little pressure off of you. It's gonna take your numbers down. Mm-hmm. But who cares? You want to win, but who cares? Win. Yeah, you know. So that's. But you think the, guys want to play with him, Chauncey? You know, I don't know because it's it, the thing is this: Russ is such a cool dude. Like he don't that thing that he wears in the game. He don't wear that off the floor. Mm-hmm. He's a cool dude. He's fun to be around. He's funny. He's hilarious. He's loving. So he don't wear that. That huge chip on his shoulder. Correct. So yeah. if you if you just chilling with him or if y'all y'all talking about playing together, like you're gonna be like, yeah, this dude, yeah, I'm, I'm let's go. But he gotta take a little bit some of that down on the court. You know, he mm-hmm. gotta be a little more like that on the floor. And that's, you know, this is you know, I mean, let's face it, it's the reason why K, KD's not there. Right. You know. I, I said it all the time. I mean, KD was there playing with Russ, leading the league in scoring. Leading the leading scoring, and Russell was taking more shots than him. <laughs> You're the point guard. It's crazy. Oh, that really the, is nuts. You got the man. best score yeah. in the game that's leading the league, and you're taking more shots than him. That 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 you know, there's got to be some coaching or some leadership there saying, "Dude, that this yeah. this this ain't quite right." You yeah. know. I wonder who that guy even is who could come in and. At this point, it ain't. I mean, it ain't MJ. I don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> I don't know who it's going to be at this point. It's late in the game. Two years and with a triple double now. Like yeah. I mean, I don't know what else. You know, it's late in the game. And, and see, yeah. I, and the way that I see that, you know, with the triple doubles, man, it's impressive to see. It's, I mean, it, it, it hasn't. Nobody can do it. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, for instance, I got three in my entire career. How about that? Mm-hmm. This dude is averaging one a night. <laughs> a night. Right. But if that, if those numbers don't translate to wins, yeah, all right. Or 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 is you know translating the wins is I mean you know making the playoffs, losing in the first round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's not because, that's not winning. Nah, it's not. But you know, yeah. 
yeah. mean, you could, you know, you can see it either way. Like some people, I mean, get excited about that. You right? know, like at least yeah. to make the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? You know, like, you, well, look, like as someone who broadcasts Nets games, I can tell you the playoffs sound great. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like right. some but, version of the playoffs sound great. By the way, I love Sean Marks and Kenny Atkinson and think at some point that will happen. But like, you're right. It, it's nice for a while. It's kind of like old Atlanta Hawks, right? Like, okay, you're going to go every year. You're going to be, you know, a, a four seed or yeah. whatever, but, like, you have no championship hopes. That is cool for a while, and then it gets stale. Uh, yeah. And then I think it's, I just think by the end of, of uh, Westbrook's career, we're going to look at the list of guys he played with, like, damn, he could have had. Like, you know what I'm saying? All these guys yeah. that he had come through That's OKC. a great point. Like, more talent than you realize. Yeah. yeah and and like, you – and. You, See, you, you alluded to something that's really important. This is OKC. If it's not Russell there, you have Russell and KD there mm-hmm. and James Harden. Oh. How many people do you think is going to sign a contract, no matter how much money, to go play in OKC? Yeah. <laughs> when, they got, when they got New York and L.A. and Zero Miami, people. They got all of these. <laughs> yeah. It's a wrap. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's really, really hard to get that kind of talent talent. In a city in like a city that, like that yeah. and you had it, and it's gone. But on the flip side, you're saying, as from a business perspective, we got to keep one of these guys. Russell's gonna put booties in the seats. He's box office. He's gonna go. He's, like I he's said, gonna he's gonna go hard. Wins, and we gonna go to first and, round. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So and from then, that perspective, it makes sense. It, you know, what from I'm a business, you're like, all right, well, we gotta. But but uh, you've both been free agents. Tough. You you actually were this past off season. See, Chauncey, you've gone through it. How much does the the attractiveness of the city play a role when you're making that choice? I think when when you I think when you when you play it out in your head, the attractiveness of the city plays out. But then it's always whoever helps you the most money. So it <laughs> yeah. Don't matter. yeah, yeah, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like I would have loved to play in Southern California, but. They came up a little short, so yeah. I'm on the East Coast now. That's right. right. That's right. right. There. Like, it is what it and is. I'm glad you are, because you know, Artur <laughs> doesn't exist out there in Cali. <laughs> yeah, nah, and, and C's right, and, and you know, and, and CeCe would notice. And it's probably different in your game than mine, but, I mean, you guys are on the road a ton, and y'all spend a lot out a lot out just like us, but my, the, my family is more affected than I am, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, my wife and kids, they, they the ones got to pick schools and, you know, uh, soccer and dance and all of that. For us, I'm just hooping. So, like, I don't care what is on the front of my jersey. It's all the same. You know what I mean? I'm just the same thing. I'm going to practice and I'm going on the road. I'm, everything is the same. So, really, the family is mostly affected by mm-hmm. trades, free agency, stuff like that. So, you think of it like, okay, where would they, you know, was better for them to live? Mm-hmm. You know, because for me, you're going to get the money either way, hopefully. Yeah. You know, so it becomes, that's why they're a factor. Especially in, it, in basketball, there are the like it, it, it there there are limits to what can and can't be paid. It's kind of like you're almost slotted more than in yeah. baseball, where it's like, hey, you know, you can get hundred million or you can get one hundred sixty one or whatever it is. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's it, it it's it's totally open market. There's, but I think for in baseball, like with baseball in the baseball community, as far as New York goes, I think. Uh, People shy away from New York because they feel like their family can't get comfortable because they have to live uh, in the city. And you know, once they see that you can live in Jersey or you can live in Connecticut point. or you can, you know, what I'm saying West you got Chester, these places yeah. where, you know, you have the suburbs. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think I think people baseball players shy away from like, you know, they they get a bad New York gets a bad rap because they don't know about the areas you know right. outside of the city. 
where their family could be comfortable. That's you know what I'm saying? Good point. That's it, a good point. Mike yeah. Bucina was a case of that, where mm-hmm. like going in, everyone was like, you know, oh, like he doesn't want to come because the city, whatever. And then once he saw the suburbs of New York, he loved it and was like, oh no, like I, you know, this is yeah, yeah. It's me. yeah, you live yeah, yeah, in Jersey now, for you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I was, a, I'm a Cali guy. Like right. I grew up in Cali. And right. Never thought that I'd be living on the East Coast. I, you know, obviously I, I wanted to play in, on the West Coast, and you know, but, but once I got a chance to see Jersey and and see that like I ha- I could. It was like Cleveland to me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, it yeah. was like living in the suburbs of Cleveland. So I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And New York City's like 30 minutes away. It's perfect. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, right. The people of Jersey have never felt more insulted than right now when you just compare Jersey to Cleveland. <laughs> 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 but, Cha- Chauncey, I, we could talk to you all day. I, we can't let you run without bringing up, the, to me, the most egregious move in NBA front office history, which took place when Chauncey was with the Knicks briefly. Which I, it, it still blows my mind oh, that this happened. Yeah. Chauncey Billups has a one-year option, I believe yeah. for fourteen million. Uh-huh. Was that right? Uh-huh. Very nice, Chauncey. Very nice. <laughs> so, I, so like he has a one-year option, and he just came off playing very well with Melo and everything. Right? Yeah. They pick. But I think you had just gotten hurt in they the playoffs. Picked it up. Yeah. They picked up Chauncey's option. Could have just let him go if they didn't want him. <laughs> they pick up his option and then. They introduced the amnesty clause post lockout, yep. right? Yep. Which was like you could one time get rid of one of your existing contracts where you still have to pay the player, but it no longer counts against your books, and that player right. becomes a free agent. So the Knicks, who just picked up Chauncey's option, <laughs> then use the amnesty clause to get rid of Chauncey so that they can bring in Tyson Chandler. In that, and uh, it, it, it was so. Crazy! I couldn't oh. believe it. You know, man, I got man. Go for it, go for it, baby, go for <laughs> no, it. It was, it was just crazy because at the time, you know, they were talking about it. You know, it was, it was they were reporting it, boom, whatever. So it was right when the when the lockout ended, and I'm talking to them, the front office, and I'm saying, listen, that's fine and good, but just please let me know before I come. I'm about to pack my car up, put all my clothes. I already, you know, let me know before I come. No, Chance, we ain't doing nothing. I said, all right, cool. Pack my car up, get it here. I was staying at the Ritz in Westchester at the time. Nice, yeah, white um, But I just had signed a lease. I was going to stay in the city. So my car got there. I got, it's me and my wife in town, so we go. Uh, I, I pick I go to court furniture, pick out all my little furniture, sign the little contract on the furniture, walk outside, get a call. I'm getting back into like little Uber in the car. My agent was like, well, they just did the amnesty. (laughs) I said, huh? I just got all my stuff up here. They told me they wasn't going to do it, and they do it. And the interesting thing about it is, so I just came off of not too long playing in 2010 championships with Tyson. Yeah. So Tyson tells me after this is over, chance. I couldn't believe it. Like, the only reason I agreed to come to the Knicks... Was to play with you. Was to play with you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I knew you was going to be the point guard. You got me, you, Melo. We ready. <laughs> I said, damn, dog. How did they get that off? That's crazy. I said, well, buddy. Good luck with Tony Douglas. <laughs> That's a crazy Damn, story, yeah, that was crazy. That was, uh, I couldn't believe that. But really, though, for real, like I was really, I I didn't want to get traded here with Melo, okay? But they did it, and in short order, like I was, 
I love the New York fans mm-hmm. because they know basketball. Mm-hmm. And somebody like me whose game isn't like highlights and, you know, they know what I'm – they they can appreciate my style of play. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it, and I was hoping to get a chance that next year to have a training camp, you know, like really be able a to – A full year, be in a it. A full year, dog. Like I was like, we, we, we could be we, – we going to be exciting, you know. So I was, I, I was disappointed, man. I really was because uh, I wanted to have a full year here and being a Nick and, you know – I thought it would have been good, but they didn't. Well, we're glad you're hanging out in New York now, Chauncey. Thank you for doing this, man. Oh, man, this is fun, this man. This is really this fun. This is fun, man. Man. I mean, And I love that you guys are reunited. Like, when I was doing the yes, game with sir. Chauncey, I was like, yeah, you know, CeCe and I have this podcast. C's my guy, man. <laughs> I'm like, C's my yeah. man. What yeah. you mean? We've been knowing each other for 20 years. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing, man. You got to get out to a game sometime. Man, I, 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 come out. Yeah, I would love yeah, to. Y'all, sure. y'all going on the road. Uh, we going on the road. We, well, shit, we on the road now. We, <laughs> we actually <laughs> play in Washington tomorrow, and then uh, we on the road for 10 days. But when we come back. So when yeah. you pitch? I pitch. I pitch on Wednesday. Yeah, Damn, so bro. I get the hit this time around. So oh, yeah, yeah. oh, you do! But they just changed it. The fuck out of face, fucking Scherzer now. Dog. Oh, oh I was excited God. a little <laughs> bit. This is I'm incredible. not swinging the bat. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go up there. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell the catcher, yo, I'm not fucking swinging. Just like, let's get this over with. I'm not swinging yeah, the bat off that dude. He's nah. tough. He's tough. Nah, man, I'm like, I, I got better shit to do. This, this... <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, bro. Is, I am so glad that this, oh, this came up so that yeah. the audience could hear this because also, it's not happening. Gonna air on Thursday, so we the audience is gonna know yeah. what the what, what you did at the yeah, play. Yeah, oh, oh, that was yeah. funny. Yo, seriously, don't swing. Bat that's dangerous, show, man. I'm not, I'm not swinging it, man. But that sucks for you because you love hitting. I do love hitting, but not off that. Not off good pitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is dangerous, man. Oh, oh my gosh, that's great. Damn, that's well, funny, you, you have to catch C another time where he can swing the bat, or at least watch him pitch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but you're going to be here throughout the playoffs, right? So I'm going to be here, bro. Yeah. I'm going to hit you, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I want to come for sure, man. For sure. Come out. That'll be no good. Doubt. Thank you, Chauncey. Come on, man. This is fun. This y'all. was fun. Appreciate yes, it, man. For sure. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it yeah, man.